This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. As always, hour number two is upon us, and I've got a special guest joining us from the Heritage Foundation. Stephen Bradbury is with us. And Stephen, welcome. You wrote a article here just a few days ago, so this is pretty much you know fresh off the press is called How to Fix the FBI. Is there a fix to the FBI? Well, we have yet to see whether uh, this will be taken up, but uh, there's certainly growing sentiment in Washington that there needs to be serious. Uh, yes, there does. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not in Washington, you know, as you know, but any of us from the outside looking in and all of the things that have transpired over the past several years, holy cow, does it need a fix. Yeah, we try to lay those out in this paper for everyone to see. I think it's, uh, objectively speaking, just a compelling case uh, that something has to be done. Uh, so the first section of our paper recites that sad history, and um, unfortunately it's it's continuing. You know, yeah. we've seen reports coming out of the committees in Congress that the suppression of speech, constitutionally protected speech online through the uh, use of the tech companies with the FBI uh, is is abominable. It's really a chilling and so many other abuses. So we put together a paper that uh, reflects this growing sentiment, particularly among conservatives in in Congress, that there needs to be a complete reimagining of the FBI, starting over from scratch, rebuilding the agency. What would that look like? What would what would the flesh on the bones entail? And so we tried to walk through the, the major elements that would be included in such a plan and kind of lay it out not not attempting to dictate you know soup to nuts what the whole thing would would be but starting the discussion to begin to get you know some of the details spread out for people to see and talk about um and then in the third part of the paper we dive into what would be the even if congress did not take on that big project of rebuilding the fbi whether or not they do what would be the specific set of minimum reforms mm-hmm. that are really necessary today to stop the abuses and to protect the liberties of Americans? So that's what the third section is intended to, to focus on. All right. And with all of that being said, question I have for you, and I've just scanned over the document. I didn't have a chance to read every little detail of it. I will, because to me this is just fascinating and these things need to happen, and I want to know what you guys' take is and have a lot of respect for you guys at Heritage. And for those of you listening, Heritage.org will have the article published up on our website a little later tonight, where if you want to read it, you can that way. But anywhere in here, do you 
Steve, talk about just, number one, the upper echelon leadership that would have to be changed out. I don't know that you can even get to the other things on your list without changing out the upper end of leadership. Well, I think that's, I think that's right. But, you know, it doesn't stop with the top. No, no, no. It, it, really, Agree. it really needs to involve a, a deep look throughout the agency. What's the scope of its jurisdiction? What are the mechanisms mm-hmm. for oversight and control? And uh, what's the toolbox that it uses? Should we continue True. to let the FBI be an intelligence-gathering agency? That's become such a prominent part of yeah. its mandate and what it focuses on since 9-11. You know, it made a lot of sense in the wake of 9-11, but does it still make sense today to have the FBI primarily an intelligence agency rather than mm-hmm. a traditional law enforcement? Yeah, they, yeah they, they've really kind of taken on the role of, in, in my opinion, we've got a lot of three-digit uh, departments or, or organizations, I should say, agencies in the government uh, that need to be overhauled. By the way, we could talk CIA, IRS, uh, EPA. We can go down the list, but this just happens to be FBI. The problem is a lot of them, and correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen, but a lot of them seem to me to be overlapping their duties. To your point, FBI doing yeah. a lot of surveillance and intelligence things that at one time was the CIA's responsibility. We've got the IRS doing, in a lot of cases, what the FBI should be doing. I mean, I can go down the list of the agencies and their overlap or their their uh, extension of and what they shouldn't be doing, that this needs to happen in all agencies. Well, and let's just focus for a minute on the FBI, because it's sort of a linchpin here. You know, True. It has almost, almost unlimited scope to its jurisdiction. Anything federal, any federal crime it can take on, even if there are other agencies of the government that, that have that as their primary mandate. So there is a lot of overlap. And sort of recommendation number one we make is Congress ought to consider narrowing the focus of the FBI's jurisdiction to eliminate, at least to a good degree, those redundancies, those overlaps. So if there's another agency of the government that has the expertise in an area like the Drug Enforcement Agency for drug crimes, mm-hmm. the IRS for tax crimes. Okay, you can go down the list. Mm-hmm. There are a number. The FBI overlaps with all of True. them. True. And the FBI has has the ability in its own discretion to open its own separate investigations on things that are covered by other departments and agencies. Good point. Do we really need it to have that wide open uh, jurisdiction, or do we want to focus the FBI on those major crimes, organized crimes, interstate conspiracies, syndicates, those big crimes that are beyond the reach of state and local agencies and that are not already adequately covered by another enforcement agency of the federal government. That might be a rational way to think about a rebuild of the agency, sort of step number one. Agree. And I also am not a fan. In fact, I know a lot of folks, and I'm a small government guy, just so you know. I mean, I'm one of these where anything we can do to reduce the number of people in government at all levels, by the way, federal and or local, I'm I'm that guy. I think we spend far too much money as taxpayers in a lot of those areas. But I'm also, Steve, not a fan of combining agencies. I like the separation. I think there should be more separation, like you're saying a moment ago. I don't feel like we should have a FBI, CIA, and and, and maybe DEA all in one. I I don't want that. I want a separation, but I want them to only do what their assigned duties are. Right. You know, that is the genius of the founders of our Constitution, of our nation, the separation of powers and the insight that 
separating powers and putting structural restraints in place is the number one key to protecting the liberties of the people. Right. And so that's a fundamental part of what we're focusing on here is there should be some structural restraints. It's just critical. Right now, there really are virtually none. There's none. Regard to the FBI. Yeah, th- yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, there's not. I mean, you see that on a daily basis. There are none right now. It's, it's a free-for-all. And the FBI decides its own agenda, its own priorities. It decides its own standards and practices, uh, how it's going to organize itself, what it's going to focus on. And it doesn't tell a lot of people outside the building, you know. I mean, it holds it close to the vest. So there needs to be more checks, more restraints, more oversight, more transparency. Uh, I'm not suggesting we need to abolish the FBI. I mean, there's a critical need for a federal-level law enforcement agency like the FBI, but it can be done in a very different way. we can move it within the chain of command of the Justice Department so it's more subject to control, greater political accountability, uh, more oversight. It could have its own inspector general. We could we could require that inspector general to do a deep dive and a report on all the past improper collections of information about Americans. Mm. And you could require the attorney general then to purge that improperly collected information from the systems and certify to Congress it's been purged. Yeah. So there's a lot of steps you yeah. can take like that. I mean, we just uh, learned here in the last few days about what Bank America did with the FBI regarding, you know, January 6th and the things that were even uh, given to the FBI as far as purchases of individuals a month prior to January 6th. I mean, Steve, these things are, are just not okay to do on there. It's just not okay to do, period. And when the FBI comes knocking, you know, people do what they ask. <laughs> we right. see that with the Twitter. We see that with the Twitter files and the fact that these tech companies, even though according to their own policies and their own review, they determine, you know, that some accounts, some some speech, uh, some opinions are being expressed on their platforms do not violate their policies. And yet, when the FBI comes and says you need to take those down or this is a problem, they dutifully do that. Because the FBI carries a lot of a lot of oomph when yeah. the FBI. No, sure does. No, you no, you're right. I mean, if if somebody automatically gets that phone call, you know, any of these big companies, even small companies, but big companies, especially, yeah, they they are liable to not say no. I mean, there, there's only a few that I know of, you know, a handful of big companies that when the FBI comes knocking, uh, that company basically says, no, pound sand, come back with the right warrant. We might think about doing something at that point, but there's not even any guarantees we will at that point. By the way, one of those companies happens to be Apple, which I know a lot of folks on the right don't even care for, but the reality is that, you know, they've wanted phones and other things unlocked and the backdoor code and so on, and Apple says, pound sand, we're not giving it to you. Yeah. That doesn't right. happen enough, though. That's the problem. To your point, Steve, we don't; those companies don't do that enough. Well, we're really getting getting insight into that culture and those relationships through the Twitter files, and now the follow up disclosures from the subcommittee on weaponization and their investigation. Uh, we we saw it just earlier this week. Uh, you know, it came out too late for us to include in our report, but it's continuing. The fact that the FBI is working with the intelligence or security service in Ukraine to identify accounts Hmm. on these platforms, including of Americans who are, you know, expressing the opinion, uh, an opinion that's contrary to the administration's 
uh, policies in Ukraine. Uh, and so, oh, my gosh, could that be Russian yeah. influence? Let's shut it down mm-hmm. and asking the tech companies and they get shut down. It's scary. That, that is scary. I mean, agree. You may disagree. You may disagree with the opinion that the person is expressing, but that's constitutionally protected. That's right. Speech. That's right. It's called dissent. It's yep. called dissent. Yep. It's not necessarily dangerous disinformation. It's not, you know, yelling fire in a, in right. a crowded theater. That's right. No, I, we said it on this program many, many times. And, Steve, you know this, you know, given what you do and in your background, uh, the only speech protected is the, you know, the really the protected speech that we have in the, in the First Amendment should be the speech we don't like. And that goes across the board. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that they can't say it. Well, that's when it really matters. Right. That's when it really matters. That's if you know that's when you know you really do have freedom of speech protected protection of that fundamental that first liberty yep. is when people who make unpopular expressions of opinion are allowed to do that. Yep. That's, that's right. the acid test. That's right. How that's to fix the FBI. That's the article. Favorite. It's on heritage.org. Stephen Bradbury. In fact, if you just look up Stephen Bradbury on their site, you'll find all of his different articles. But again, we'll link this particular one up on our website a little bit later tonight. But Stephen, as uh, kind of last minute getting you on, I appreciate it very much. I know it was short notice, but thank you for accommodating us. John, my pleasure. Thank you. You bet. Very much. You have a great evening. Appreciate it very much. Great article, by the way. A lot of great points in there. Again, I did not read the entire thing word for word, but I did look at all the highlights in it. I don't think there's anything in there I can't disagree with. And it's a great report, How to Fix the FBI, which, by the way, you could probably take a lot of things out of that and add it to into the other uh, three-letter agencies that we have across the board as well and probably fix a lot of them in the very same way. Affordable interest mortgages next. And uh, talk to Kurt Rogers, anything you need when it comes to your mortgage, give him a call today. In fact, even pulling money out, he can help you with all of that. 720-895-0500. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And MLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR. Absolute electrical, plumbing, heating, and air. Ask about the quiet, cool system. Anything else you need when it comes to your AC, don't forget the 5280 tune-up special. Absolute electrical, heating, and air. Find them at klzradio.com. Your air conditioner is costing you a fortune, and Denver is the perfect climate for quiet, cool, attic, and whole house technology so you can save money and enjoy a cool home. Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air is now your source for quiet, cool technology. With a quiet, cool whole house or attic fan, you can use the cool evenings and mornings to your advantage by pulling the cool air in and pushing the hot air out. 
giving you a lower baseline temperature to start with and ensuring that your expensive air conditioner isn't doing all the work. The U.S. Department of Energy calls quiet cool fans the most cost-efficient way to cool any home. Don't sweat your way through the summer this year or pay a fortune to run your air conditioner. Get a quiet cool attic or whole house fan installed with absolute electrical plumbing, heating, and air today. KLZ listeners can save $300 on a quiet cool installation. Just go to klzradio.com/absolute and fill out the short form. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. High five plumbing. Anything you need when it comes to plumbing, keep this number handy. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Again, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High five plumbing will help you keep your basement flood free with the right sump pump solutions. High five can save you from water damage and costly foundation repairs. A sump pump replacement isn't an expensive fix, but putting it off can lead to more expensive repairs like flooring, walls, and mold damage. Basement flooding can also lead to eroded foundations or even cause your house to shift. With increased rainfall, sometimes it's necessary to install a second pump to handle the extra water volume. It's hard to tell if the pump is working on your own, so have High Five come out and take a look for you. As a valued KLZ listener, you'll enjoy a waived service call fee and $50 off the repair for a $100 total discount. So call High Five today at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing to schedule your visit. Premier Home Remodels, anything you need for your home, they can take care of it from beginning to end, including the design of, which right now for the entire month of July, if you do a kitchen remodel, they give you the entire 3D reconstructed design for free. That's a $1,000 value typically, or typically costs that, so it's a $1,000 value. KLZradio.com, or give them a call, 720-619-8773. Premier Home Remodels will customize your home so you can remain in it and grow comfortably for years to come. With their creative expert team, Premier can design the features needed or add the extra space to your home, making it more suitable for your family and safe for you to age in place. They're experienced in retrofitting homes, meeting all your needs now while ensuring you are prepared for the future. Premier Home Remodels will help you design the right changes to accommodate your entire family. And with Premier's years of construction and design experience, they know how to make the aging in place transition just the way you want it. They want you to have a home you'll be excited to live in. Let Premier help you today. Receive 10% off your remodel this month with Premier. Go to klzradio.com remodel and let Premier turn your home into the ideal home for you now and in the future. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, we are back. Got a special guest joining us here at the uh, 4.30 mark as well. So I'll get the question of the day in and get that handled because I have not had time up until today. It's been a very busy day so far. Yesterday's impossible question, a survey of 2005, nice round number, people. 71% of this activity gives them a hall pass for unlimited snacking. What was the activity? Going on a road trip. Yeah, and then you end up with a big, bad gut ache, and you don't feel very well once you get there because all you did was eat junk food all the way there. So that's the one downside to road trips, by the way. But people think you can get a hall pass on food by going on a road trip. On Today's a possible question. 
RushToReason.com website. On July 12th, 1979, the Detroit Tigers were awarded a win by forfeit from the Chicago White Sox. Why did the Tigers get the win? On July 12th, 1979, the Detroit Tigers were awarded a win by forfeit from the Chicago White Sox. Why did the Tigers get the win? Answer that again on the Rush to Reason website, and I'll answer that one for you tomorrow as well. Again, if you missed the first hour and you want to hear more of what Steve House and I had to talk about, uh, Dr. Kelly Victory could not join us today. She is probably getting off the plane about right now from what she had told Steve and I very early this morning. But if you want to know more about what we talked about, just go to the website and find it there. One thing I was going to cover today that I may or may not have a lot of time to do because we had some guests joining us sort of last minute here is the odds, uh, casino.com did a analysis of job data, job data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics in every state in America to see what the true odds of landing your dream job are. So in Colorado, the odds of landing the following 12 dream jobs are a doctor is 1 in 390, a lawyer is 1 in 174, pretty actually low odds. You can actually... Looks like become a lawyer if you'd like. Is that encouraging or not? I'm not sure. Veterinarian is 1 in 1130. Psychologist, 1 in 1212. Photographer, 1 in 2639. A singer, it's not me or Charlie. Actually, Charlie sings better than I. 1 in 16,129. There's the highest odds there, by the way. Athlete, 1 in... 9,709. A writer, 1 in 2,710. Architect, 1 in 546. Firefighter, 1 in 480. A pilot, 1 in 506. So you actually have a better chance of becoming a doctor than a pilot. And a chef, 1 in 872. So your best odds for having your dream job is be a lawyer. Again, in Colorado, one in 174 people is all. So either that means there's not very many people wanting to be a lawyer, so your odds of becoming one are pretty easy. Or, I mean, yeah, that's the only way it could be, right, Charlie? There's just not that many people wanting to be a lawyer, so your odds of getting through law school and becoming one are actually pretty good. What's odd? Well, it's not odd. I'll, I'll kick the singer out. The next one is, of course, an athlete. I'm going to kick that one out as well because we both know what those odds are like. And, yes, those would be very, very, uh, very low chance. So high odds, very low chance of being one of those. The next highest, though, was photographer. That one kind of baffled me. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. There's, I, I get it. There's a lot of photographers out there, and maybe there's a lot of competition, and that's why it's hard to become one. But if you set yourself apart and you decide what you want to be a photographer of— I think, I think what happens with a lot of people in that world, just my own personal opinion, I'm not a photographer. I don't coach photography businesses. I probably could, but don't have one of those right now. I think the biggest issue that a lot of photographers would probably struggle with is keeping on the same theme. I'm guessing they get off on all sorts of different tangents and they'll do weddings or they'll do graduations or they'll do you know, senior pictures, or they'll do this, or they'll do that, and some do headshots, and some do more artistic things, and some only do, 
you know, people, some do just landscape, you know, probably I'm guessing because of their artistic nature, the way their minds work, they're probably, they probably have a hard time being focused and only stay on one particular genre. Charlie, I may be completely wrong, but that would be my guess with that particular industry. You could get easily sidetracked and start doing far too many things yourself. I think the other problem personally I see with photographers is it's not very replicable. In other words, it's you, it's your work, but once you're sort of like being a talk show host, once you're gone, the product is also. That's probably one thing with it and maybe why some of the odds outside of a singer and athlete those are the the uh, roughly the highest odds photographer writer those two are kind of neck and neck there and i guess i'm, I'm guessing as well most people want to be a writer cuz it looks easy it's not to me being a writer would be absolutely horrendous i i just can't imagine a worse job fr- frankly that's just me personally and i think photographer again i'm not not please don't take this if you're a photographer don't look at this this way not not talking down to you because I think I have a lot of respect for t- photographers. It takes a lot of work to get things done exactly right, knowing what lighting it should be, how should it look, what angle should I take it at, and so on. Good photographers are few and far between, by the way. But I think, Charlie, a lot of folks look at it easy, think, oh, that's an easy thing for me to get into. I'll just jump in and do that. Well, it's another one of those jobs where it may not be as easy as it seems, I kind of compare it to what we do here as as talk show hosts. It looks really easy from the outside, but there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that most people don't know anything about. And if you don't do all of those well, the program doesn't run well. Talking is only a small portion of what we do here on a daily basis. Probably the smallest portion, actually, of what we do on a daily basis. But everybody from the outside world looking in thinks, oh, that's easy. I could go on air and talk. You probably can. Nothing fancy about getting on air and talking, by the way. It's all of the other things that go on behind the scenes that, in my opinion, and Charlie, you can agree or disagree, but to, but for me, it's everything behind the scenes that make it work or not work. That's my take on that. I think a lot of these jobs here, by the way, especially photographers, even maybe writers, are the same way. So, All right, Golden Eagle Financial is up next. Speaking of careers, jobs, making money. What do you do with that money? How do you get to retirement? How do you stay in retirement? That's where Al Smith is our expert, and he can help you with all of that. He is at klzradio.com or call 303-744-1128. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial is the coach you must have to prepare your retirement for any contingency. For more than 30 years, Al has seen retirement plans interrupted by the need for long-term care sudden unexpected emergencies, divorce, or many other things that can stop you from enjoying your retirement. Al Smith knows that there's a 50% chance that you'll need long-term care at some point during your retirement and a 25% chance that the care will be for longer than a year and a half. These statistics are why Al works so hard to make sure that you're prepared for whatever comes your way. Al also knows that people often don't consider these events until it's too late to overcome them. Be informed and prepared for a successful, enjoyable retirement. Use Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Don't wait any longer. 
Schedule a short introduction at klzradio.com slash money to strategize your retirement dream. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Extreme Auto Repair is next, folks. Anything you need for your vehicle, they are the place to go in Parker, just south of where we're at here at the station, by the way. So if you're in the south area and you need something done, that is the place to go. Extreme Auto Repair, find them at klzradio.com. Summer is time for graduations, road trips, and car problems. You can rest easy because AAA certified Extreme Auto Repair offers free pre-trip vehicle inspections for you and your family's safety. During the spring and summer when temps fluctuate, the parts on your car expand and retract, making them lose grip on the parts to which they connect. This can mean that your vehicle may run fine on your way out of town, but you could be in big trouble down the road. Batteries lose charge in extreme hot or cold temps. Brakes can lose grip under the increased strain. Fluids can get backed up or coagulate. Belts, hoses, and the cooling system need inspected. Any number of other things could go wrong. Extreme Auto's ASE certified master mechanics will advise you on anything that they see that looks questionable and recommend fixes to you with no pressure or obligation to fix the problem there. An appointment is needed for the inspection, so head over to klzradio.com slash extreme or call them at 303-841-1071 to schedule yours today. KNR Home Transitions, don't forget to ask about the re-up program. I was talking to somebody about that earlier today, and it enables you to get your home fixed up and sold and reap the benefits of the higher price and having an easier transaction at the same time, by the way. KNR Home Transitions, find them at klzradio.com. You're stuck. You need to sell that house. Inflation means a remodel is going to cost a fortune, and high interest rates means your price is spiraling by the day. K&R Home Transitions uses a revolutionary new service called ReUp to do it all for you. ReUp will remodel your home at no upfront cost and split the profit with you when the home sells. Think about it. Sure. You could remodel the place yourself, put in the work, hire and pay the contractors, clean the messes, and market it online yourself. But your time is valuable, and you don't have months to do it and foot the bill for the work up front. You want your place sold now and for what you feel it is worth. K&R knows your market. They know what sells, and they can be a one-stop shop so you can go about your life without worrying about the stress that comes with doing a remodel to sell. Get started now by going to klzradio.com home or call them at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Stacy Haller with us right now. Stacy, welcome. You're from Resume Builder. I appreciate you joining us. Oh, my pleasure, John. All right, when I saw this come across my inbox, I'm like, okay, yeah, we got to get you on because personally this is one of those things that my wife and I seem to talk about in general, not just on the business side, but even just the outside world in general, travel and so on. And Stacy, that is, uh, you guys did a recent survey of 1,548 business leaders on their company's use of office etiquette training. I mean, this has everything to do with how you dress, how you talk, how you act, and so on. And I'm 
I'm sorry. I know we're at this stage, but holy cow, I never thought I'd see this. Well, you know, I definitely understand your response, and I actually hear a lot of that often, even in my own personal world. But there really is a reason why it's coming up now as a challenge for a lot of organizations, and it has to do with COVID and the pandemic and a lot of folks entering the workplace remotely without having the chance to be on site. You know, you learn from other people. True. You learn, you observe, you see how people interact or accept constructive criticism or don't bring up topics that they shouldn't in an office. So without having any of that foundation, when the workplace changed and these folks started to go into the office, well, what you're experiencing was happening in the office. Um, I get what you're saying. People learn from others, which makes complete sense, and, and I, I get that. I, I guess, and maybe, correct me, tell me where we're at with this. Are we not teaching these things, you know, either at home, at, you know, in this case, college level and so on? I mean, are these just things that are expected that people should know or or what? Well, I think because other gen- listen, every generation that enters the workplace has some talk about them, right? The millennials, they were entitled and didn't work hard, except now mm-hmm. everybody wants to work with them because they have 10 years experience now. But this generation really came in behind the eight ball. And I think it was also at a time where managers and people who were experienced workers were also adjusting to the workplace. So, yes, I also believe colleges should always prepare students or even high schools about how to behave in a workplace and what's appropriate. So I think colleges have been responding to the need to prepare their students technically for work. Okay. But we need to go further on, well, how do you behave in the workplace to be successful? We used to call them soft skills, right? True. Yes, yes. How do you talk? How do you dress? Yes. And I really, I bristle at that because right now they're professional skills. And when you call them soft skills, it kind of diminishes their importance a little bit. And we're seeing that it is really pretty important because if you don't know how to interact with people, work on a team, know what you should talk about, know how to dress appropriately. You know, if you could get over that hurdle quickly for people, it's also a way companies build their culture of what's important to them. So, you know, there's always been a piece of this out there, John, but there really is a reason that this has uh, been much more to the forefront. I and, and by the way, I first of all, appreciate you talking about this. I think it's something that does need to be discussed and, and I know that you know a lot of companies will have everything from dress codes and so on and different things along those lines and you know and, and by the way I, I don't have any issues with companies having whatever kind of dress code they decide to have I'm one that believes that companies have the ability to you know enforce whatever they want to do and I know there's rules and regulations around that and how uniforms work and so on and I'm not going that far I'm just saying when it comes to dress etiquette things in the office and so on I'm one of those that believes they have the ability to institute whatever they want to it one point in time, you know, you didn't go to work for IBM unless you wore a coat and tie. Listen, I grew up in that world, too. Everybody wore a suit. Right. That was a no-brainer, right? You know, so I'm glad that some of that has loosened up, quite frankly. Yes, I'm not going to disagree with that. Loosen up, right? We would have, you know, casual Fridays, and then some people would come in in gym shorts. Right. Right? And so we realized, yeah, it's okay, almost like we need to have some sort of rules. 
Yeah, thank you, Stacey. It's almost like you know you give an inch and they take a mile, and then unfortunately it gets to be so bad that now we're trying to pull things back in. And you know, maybe again, I'm like you, was raised at a different time. I mean, I'm still a guy that wears a collared shirt pretty much all the time. I mean, if I'm out working in the yard, I may not, but other than that, I'm wearing a collared shirt, usually long sleeve. If I'm doing things that I'm doing right now, talking to you, uh, you know, mm-hmm. not saying you got to wear a tie. I'm not that guy, and I do think some of those things changing was a good thing. And I'm not saying we need to go back to that by any way, shape, or form. But could we dress more appropriately? for things that we're all doing. And yeah, I mean, Stacy, I can remember a point in time where when you, when you went to fly on a plane, you dressed up anymore. You're lucky to get people out of their pajamas. Uh, you know, I'm with you. I totally remember those days too. I remember getting dressed up to go on an airplane. Yes. So I, I know what you're saying, but I think what happens is when there's no parameters and you have generations coming up that didn't grow up during the time we did and have no idea of what you're talking about, right? They just don't know. And it's not bad to do that kind of training now for folks because they need, and it's not really just to dress, right? There is something, and I, I do think it's a reflection of our world today. There's so much going on in the world, and people are very polarized that it's not appropriate to bring up those topics in the office. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be sidelined, and, right? And I think it's addressing some of those issues, too. So what you're saying in this particular survey, by the way, is that 18% of companies will implement a etiquette class by 2024. How do you think that will go for them? Well, for the ones that are doing it already, this survey says just almost 100% of them thought it worked great in their organization. Wow. So the feedback that's coming from the companies that are doing this, and it is mostly John Lodge companies, you know, KPMG, right. Deloitte, they're already all over doing this. You know, and our survey, 60% of the companies were over 500 employees. So it is the larger companies that are able to put these programs in, they have an HR department, they're right. able to institute this. You know, the smaller companies, those are the ones that, you know, may not be able to do this kind of training for their employees. But really, it's a great way to set you up for success early in your career. Agree. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. I was, that was going to be one of the next things I said was, you know, I guess, again, I go back to the high school age even or the college age and think, you know, we should have some etiquette classes there because I am one that, you know, feels like the you dress the part doesn't mean you're automatically going to get what you what you desire by dressing the part. You know what I mean there, Stacey? You still got to put in hard work, be smart and so on. But, boy, you sure put oh, yourself out on the, on the right foot when you do. Oh, I grew up with the dress for the job you want. Remember, that's what we used to yep. talk about. Yep. And, and do that. You know, the, the whole job uh, landscape is different. You know, the folks we're talking about this generation, they're not thinking they want to climb a ladder in one job for the next 10, 20 years. So everything has changed for them. But I think, you know, just the rules of working in any group environment, whether it's work, whether it's uh, volunteer work or working with people or teams, you have to know how to interact with people and know what's acceptable in a professional environment. Yep. And I think colleges need to step up, high schools need to step up, and the companies are just going to fill in the, the what's lacking. They have to do it now because they're experiencing turnover in their companies. They don't want to lose people because they don't know how to talk to each other. Yep. I fully agree. Uh, where can folks find this and read more about it, Stacy? 
Well, you could look at ResumeBuilder.com. We have all of our information. Uh, we have lots of great information for job seekers, templates to use, and we kind of keep our pulse on what's going on out there. So it's a great resource to see what's going on. We do did do a lot of surveys specifically on Gen Z, so there's good information there about what's, what's happening and how we can make this better for everybody. Okay. Stacy, again, I as, I as I said, when I saw this come in, I was couldn't, I could not wait to talk to you. I know it was really last minute, and I appreciate you taking time to join us very much. Oh, my pleasure. Happy to be here, John. Thank Th- you. Thank you, Stacy. Appreciate it very much. Yes, I was raised that same way, and I guess I still feel that way. That yeah, you should dress the part for whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Do you need to wear a suit and tie all the time? Well, of course not. In fact, there's times where you're going to look like an oddball when you do. On the same token, uh, in fact, there was an article the other day and you had a chance to get to. I was going to tell this uh, the other day. I thought Charlie would even appreciate this. They've done some studies. Not like full-fledged, you know, complete details, but a general study. What they're finding is the majority of people in air travel, that end up being that person that is escorted off the plane are typically people that are not dressed up. There's been some studies done on that. And what they're finding is typically those that are dressed up, I don't know how else to say it, I'll just be frank, know how to act. They know how to behave. They know what to do when they get on the airplane. Uh, typically, they're just wanting to get to their destination. They honestly want to get on the plane, put their stuff away, be left alone, travel, get there, get off, done deal. Uh, they're typically not those that are drawing attention to themselves. They're not wearing you know, shirts and hats and things that others may or may not like. And by the way, I'm all for free speech, but I also know that airlines are a private business and they have the ability to control whatever goes on on that airplane, including what you wear. I, like Stacy, was brought up to where you dressed up to fly. And I didn't fly at a very early age. My, my folks did not have that kind of money, and we, I did not get on my first airplane until I was a teenager. And it was not common back then for families to fly around. It was a very luxurious thing to be able to get onto a plane and fly, or it was required for your job. Very, very few families just hopped on a plane and flew someplace. Now, I know some of you listening think, oh, we flew everywhere. You are not normal. I'm talking back in the 60s and 70s. That was, Charlie is agreeing with me, that that was not normal back then for an entire family to hop on a plane and fly someplace. You had to have had... You know, some wherewithal to make that happen. So anyways, I'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. American National Insurance is next. Anything you need when it comes to insurance, give Paul a call. He is my good friend and will help you with all of your insurance needs. 303-662-0789. Paul Lewinberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way. Saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. 
Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. Michael Bailey Law, he is our mobile estate planner. Anything you need when it comes to your estate and getting things ready for your end of life. And by the way, you should start that early. You do not have to wait until you're older to make that happen. All of us should have this done. Michael Bailey, he is our mobile estate planner, 720-394-6887. If you don't use Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, the government will be happy to decide everything for you. It is up to you to dictate exactly what happens to your assets when you pass. Otherwise, a court will be happy to take care of it for you. They offer an easy 144-month estimated turnaround to sort out your assets. And in some cases, they can even draw your case out longer. Why would you want to put your family through the trauma of this kind of scenario and allow state probate courts and investigators to invade every aspect of their privacy? Doing things the right way now with Michael Bailey means that your dying wishes will be honored exactly as you intend. Completing a will with Michael Bailey means that your full estate will go to your family instead of a third or more going to pay legal fees to battle it out later. Let Michael Bailey give your family peace after your death by getting your affairs in order now. Get started by going to klzradio.com slash estate. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, all of your vehicle buying needs, I should say, they would love to help you with. And it doesn't matter what it is. You could be looking to trade up, trade down, or you just need another vehicle as a family. Whatever it happens to be, give them a call today. RidgelineAutoBrokers.com is the website, and you can also call them directly, 303-442-4141. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. A business that simply closes its doors loses almost all of its equity. Unless you have a plan for handing your business off to the next owner, you will not see the most financial return for your investment. You've invested years of hard work into your business. Make sure you retire with a long-term plan for your business to continue running without you. John Rush needs about two years to get your business running smoothly enough to sell. Start now and in two years, you can retire with a tidy profit knowing your investment has paid off. Email john at rushtoreason.com. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. 
All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Fast show today, by the way. Appreciate each and every one of you joining us today, as you always do. And uh, I've got so many things to talk about that there's just no way I'm going to be able to get to all of it. Uh, top of the hour, I should mention this really quick as well. Adam Angiofsky, and it's not spelled that way. I'll have the proper spelling on our website later tonight. And you've heard him from the past, openthebooks.com. Uh, there's some different things that have come out here of late that he's going to talk about. And he is one of those individuals that looks at all of the money that we spend as government, I say we because it's our money, and there's a White House payroll report that he's going to talk about here at the 5 o'clock hour, and I'll dovetail that into, of course, Scott Garlis joining us at 4.30. We're going to talk about inflation and where the numbers are that just came out and what the knuckleheads at the Fed may do next and so on. So we'll talk to Scott at the, uh, at the 5.30 mark as well. All right. In light of all of that... Um, there has been, and this is news that was sent to me by our station manager here at Crawford, and I had not seen this, so I thought I've got a few minutes here I can mention this. There's a socialist student who is facing federal charges for vandalizing a pro-life pregnancy center in Ohio. So it's a college student, and... Uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Ohio announced in a statement published last week that 20-year-old Bowling Green State University student Whitney Durant, also known as Soren Monroe, is facing misdemeanor charges under the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act in connection with the vandalism of a pro-life pregnancy center in Bowling Green, Ohio. The FACE Act makes it a federal crime to intentionally damage or destroy the property of a facility because it provides reproductive health care services. If convicted, Durant's sentence will be determined based on the defendant's prior criminal record, if any, the defendant's role in the offense and the character characteristics of the violations. The U.S. Attorney's Office stated that the sentence will not exceed the statutory maximum of one year incarceration. So this particular person faces up to potentially a year in jail. A Tuesday Instagram post from the Bowling Green Student Rights Union, which describes itself as a student-led organization with a mission to advocate for the rights and well-beings of students in our communities through direct action, issued a statement identifying Soren Monroe as a member of their organization, as well as a member of BG Socialists. Additionally, the post referred to the student with a plural pronoun as there and they, indicating that she identifies as non-binary. A Facebook page for Soren Monroe, which has the name of Whitney Durant, in the URL features a biography characterizing the student activist as a communist trying to spread the gay agenda, who uses all pronouns. One public post on the page is a fundraiser for the pro-abortion group NREL, Pro-Choice America. So on April 15th, Ohio Right to Life announced that her Choice Care Center, also known as the Bowling Green Pregnancy Center, had been vandalized with the phrases fake clinic, Jane's Revenge, which we all know about that one. I've talked about that before. Fund abortion and abort God on the exterior wall of the clinic while the world liars, words liars, was spray painted on the window. In other words, it was all vandalized. The phrase Jane's Revenge refers to a collective of pro-abortion terrorists who have claimed credit for the firebombing of pro-life pregnancy centers in Madison, Wisconsin. Keep in mind, these are all of the, uh, uh, this is the other side that is tolerant, by the way. Tolerant of what, I don't know, because no, they're not tolerant at all. They cannot stand being challenged on where they stand 
at all. In fact, if you challenge them, they revolt to name-calling, in this case, vandalizing, violence, you name it. They're not tolerant at all. They are the most intolerant people you'll ever meet. Pretty much goes without saying. We talk about this on a regular basis. And no, I'm not going to stop talking about these things. Period. It's my God-given duty to stand up for what's right and fight evil on a daily basis, and I will continue to do so. Roof Savers of Colorado is next. And uh, Dave Hart wants to help you with all of your roofing needs. And again, whatever you need, Dave's there for you. And in some cases, you may need your roof inspected, but he may not be able to get to it quite yet. He will have an, he'll have the ability to tell you exactly what needs to happen there and walk you through that whole process. So don't fret. Don't call your insurance company. Call Dave first if you've had any damage at all from the storms we've had. 303-710-6916. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916 or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep a durable roof over your head. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. That's it for this second hour. Again, as I mentioned a moment ago, we've got a special guest joining us from OpenTheBooks.com. We're going to talk about the White House payroll, and it literally has ballooned under the current administration. We'll get into that here in just one minute. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Hour number three is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.